0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to yet another episode of podcast from Digital Amrit. In this episode, we will be looking at Lindsay Broker's Dragon Blood series. Before we get into the books per se, let me tell you how I got into these books. After reading Sanyari Chronicles by Megan Haskell, I was behind my husband to help me find the next book. Since I enjoyed the magical elements and the action scenes in Sanyari Chronicles, he suggested Dragonblood series. Apart from the eight main books, There are short stories and bonus scenes. The main books in the series are Balance from the Blade's Edge Second, Deathmaker Third, Blood Charged Fourth, Patterns in the Dark Five, Blade's Memory Six, Raptor Seven, Soul Blade and Eight, Oaths The other books are Under the Ice Blades Foul Proposal, which is a collection of bonus scenes Shattered Past and Crazy Canyon I have read all of these books except for Shattered Past. As with the other episodes in our podcast, this one is also full of spoilers. So if you have not read the books already, all you have to know at this point is that the entire series is a great read. Go ahead, read the books and then do listen to our podcast to know our take on the series. Now let's get through the books one by one, starting with Balanced on the Blade's Edge. This book introduces Rich Walker Zirkander, who does cloud-hopping in his flyer, saving Skandia from its enemies. Though part of the military, Ridge is a free spirit who gets away with his disregard for discipline just because of his unbeatable flying skills. Once in a while, the king has to show that he is more powerful than Ridge. So one of his acts of bravery outside his flyer earns him the post of a fortress commander of a secret mine which is a prison of sorts. As the postings only for a finite period of time, Ridge hopes to resume flying. Meanwhile, there is Saddle, who's a sorceress of old, trapped in a stasis chamber. Yes, just like Ellen Ripley, but without a cat. She wakes up to the voice of her soul blade, Jaxie, informing her that she'd been asleep for 300 years. Saddle finds it hard to believe because Jaxie can be ludicrous at times and also because she does not want to believe that all of her friends and family were dead and gone. Also, Jaxi warns Saddle that during her little nap, the world has grown to hate and fear magic, which means that both of them would need to keep their skills subdued. Once Saddle is awake, she gets out of the mine using a little magic, meets Ridge, pretends to be a prisoner, tries her best to locate Jaxi, who is buried deep in another part of the mine. Yes, I said who is buried and not which is buried because Jaxi is not just a sharp piece of steel, but a sentient soul blade. Saddle befriends Ridge, falls in love with him, not revealing her intention of getting Jaxie back and making a run from the prison mine. Guess what they do to magic wielders? Sentence them to death. Simple. Saddle does get Jaxie back but has to fight to keep her. Towards the end of the book, she and Jaxie use their magic to help defeat an attack on the secret mine and also help Ridge in locating crystals. The book ends with Saddle and Jaxie escaping the mine, Rich gets back to being a pilot and Sadal visits him later in his cottage outside the city. The second book is Deathmaker. The book has nothing much to do with Rich and Sadal but with Rich's pilot Cass who is believed to be dead by Iskandia as she crashes a flyer in the ocean and is captured and imprisoned by Kofa soldiers. Cass is young and is known for her excellent marksmanship. Also captured is Deathmaker, soldier turned pirate. Capable of concocting lethal weapons, hence the name Deathmaker. Cass and Deathmaker are in the same cell. Deathmaker had allowed himself to be captured, so he escapes with the help of his potions and Cass's fighter skills. Deathmaker, whose actual name is Tolmec, wanders in the prison looking for books and artifacts to help his little sister. Tolmec and Cass escape from the prison and meet up in an open path to meet the rest of Tolmec's pirate crew. Cass now finds herself a prisoner at Tolmec's cabin on the pirate vessel and uses his own potions to escape. Tolmec finds her and brings her back to the airship. She learns about the captain's plan to lay waste to the Iskandian capital and is bent upon thwarting it. After Tolmec realizes what his captain had done to him in the past, he helps Cass in saving the city, at which time Sadel and Jaxi join Tolmec in disarming one of his dangerous weapons. While with Cass's intel, fighter pilots attack the pirates and save the day. Cass figures that she does not want Tolmec to be harmed, and Tolmek is pardoned by the king against his crimes against Iskandia and is allowed to live there at least temporarily. Blood Charge, which is the third book in the series, is the first one in which there is a lot of action and many more characters than the first two. Iskandia has now figured that Kofa has fresh dragon blood which is used for making super weapons and a small team of elite forces is sent by the king to the secret Kofa lab to get the samples to Iskandia or at least destroy the dragon blood, prevent the super weapons even before they are being made. This book has Ridge, Saddle, Jaxi, Cass, Tolmec and also Theric, Novon, and Kaika from the elite forces, Duck, Pimples and Apex from Ridge's Squadron. Rich and his team's roles is supposed to be simple, just to be the elite forces' uber service, pick up and drop off for the mission, and pick up after the mission, and drop off back at the capital. Sadal is known to the rest of the world as historian slash healer, and not as a sorceress. Since Rich knows that Sadal and Jaxi can help, Rich casually replaces Theric with Sadal, while leaving the drug Theric in the middle of a road. An adventure awaits at the secret lab which has the dragon blood. No one and Kaika go into the lab. Saddle and Tolmek take a detour to get a sister, Tylee, from an asylum. Ridge and his fellow pilots wait for No one and Kaika to be back. But when they don't come back, the pilots go in and save the day. Tolmec and Saddle are left with only clues as to where Tylee might be, so they join the pilots in their rescue mission. No one is dead, Kaika is alive, and they make it alive with the leftover samples of fresh dragon blood. In the next book, Patterns in the Dark. Rich decides that drugging and leaving a colonel in the middle of a road wasn't adventure enough by itself, so he gives himself the mission to find Tolmec's sister. Apex and Kaika leave with the samples to report to the king, while the rest of the team gang up to locate Tylee. As the clue left by Tylee wasn't exactly coordinates of her location, Rich pays his father a visit to get some info on the location, with more clues from Rich's father, Mo Zerkander, or Rock Cheetah as he calls himself. The team go through a long, eerie journey to where Tylee is held. Mysterious people and animals, dead and alive, show up during this journey, finally leading to Tylee. Rich and others start to show symptoms of some illness which is not within Sadal's abilities to cure. Also Tylee is with a dragon which seems to be drugged but is actually ill and has been the donor of all the blood which was used in the secret Kofa lab. Cass picks up an ancient sword, Cassandra, which has a green glow yes thanks Jaxi for reminding me, a sickly green glow. Apparently the dragon's illness was spreading to the animals and people around in the area. After a lot of fighting to get rid of the Kofa soldiers, Jaxi cures the dragon of its illness and the dragon in turn magically cures Ridge and the others from the mysterious illness. The dragon Felistoth flies out with Tylee on his back. Ridge and his little team go back to Iskandia only to find out that the king has disappeared. Book 5 is called Blade's Memory, which deals with how Ridge and his team, which has expanded now to include Kaika, go about trying to find the missing king. In the meanwhile, the whole team has been declared a wall. Ridge uses his mother's rural residence as his base of operations. His mother, who is a crazy cat lady, is very open with Saddle about marrying Ridge and having children. The team finds out that Apex had betrayed them to the queen. Ridge and Tolmec go to find General Ort who is Ridge's boss. While Sardil, Kaika and Cass slip into the castle to get information on the Queen, Ridge finds out that Ott has also disappeared. Ridge is caught by Terek, the colonel who woke up in the middle of the road after flying with Ridge, sneaking into the barracks and is imprisoned. Sardil, Kaika and Cass have their fair share of action in the castle where Cass figures the ancient sword is anti-magical and is very happy to slay anyone with magic, dragons and humans alike. Kaika's handiwork with explosives and the sword Cassandra do a lot of damage to the castle, leaving the queen buried in the rubble for dead and Apex dead at Cass's hand while swinging Cassandra. Rich rescues the king, a huge Kofa airship with a sorceress inside attacks Iskandia. Led by Rich, Iskandian pilots fight back. Thanks to Sadal, Kaika and Tolmek from within the airship, the sorceress leaves the scene. While it seems impossible to bring Sadal, Kaika and Tolmek from out of the airship, Philistoth arrives in all grandeur to rescue those stranded on the airship. All is well except that Apex and the Queen are dead and Cass is feeling miserable. Under the Ice Plates, which is a novella, book 5.5, explains how the king and Kaika get familiar with each other while freeing a huge gold dragon which was imprisoned by the Kofa sorceress. The sorceress takes two Scandian flyers out of the sky just like that which makes the king want to have as many magical allies as possible despite his nation's fear and hatred of magic. Being a very short book, there isn't much more here. Raptor, the sixth book, is all about Cass, Morishto Marek, the gold dragon freed by the king causes havoc in Scandia, breathing fire and incinerating villages. Why? Because he can. One of the days when he was feeling bored, he pays a visit to Ridge's house and picks a fight with Felistoth and the two dragons just fly away far from that area. Tylee wants Felistoth back and the king wants Morishtomeric gone. Cass doesn't work for the army anymore but when the king calls for a meeting to get rid of the arrogant gold dragon, Cass finds herself volunteering to wield Cassandra again. Cass also realizes that the sword makes her repel magic users, Sadal and Tolmec for example, and she doesn't enjoy Tolmek's company, though she still loves him. Ridge and Duck fly Sadil and Tylee to the secret mines, which was Referato headquarters, to find a soul blade for Tylee, while Cass and the army are in another aircraft with Tolmek trying to find a lethal way to attack the dragon so that Cassandra doesn't have to be used. Morishto welcomes them to the mines and the attack had to be quicker than they had anticipated. With dragons around, you can't have secrets because they can read your mind and foil your plans even before you can put them into action. So, what now? Morishtomarek foils a plan B also, which means they need to improvise and do so quickly. Cassandra has anti magic and Jack Seal lends strategy to Cass, but Morishtomarek slips out of the minds just so that you're not bored. The author brings in three more dragons into the picture at this point of time. Rich flies Cass, who is driven by Cassandra, to finish off the dragon. Teeny weeny problem is that the dragon is super powerful, and pilot schools do not offer dragon slaying even as an optional course. Cass lets go of the tether, dives towards the dragon's neck, gripping Cassandra, and finally killing the dragon. Ridges Flyer goes out of control and he disappears while Sadly gets rid of two new dragons using the help of the third one. The third dragon, Bravasaruth, claims to be a god and makes Sadly his first high priestess. He also gets out Cass alive after she kills Morishtomak. Cass joins back as a pilot while Saril is unable to accept that Ridge is dead. Soulblade picks up right where Raptor left you. Ridge is still missing and Saril is determined to look for him but she can't fly and the king wouldn't give her a flyer and a pilot because he is busy planning to kidnap the Kofa Emperor. But who needs a flyer when you have a god who can fly you wherever you want? I can hear Jaxi gagging at this reference. Bravasarath flies saddled to the crash site and Theric is ordered by the king to assist them. Cass, Kaika, Tolmek, Duck, Pimples, Blazer led by a new colonel go to the neighbouring country to kidnap the emperor. Ridge is not dead by the Kofa sorceress and her soul blade Tad or Taddy as Jaxie calls him had his recent memories removed. The sorceress disguises as a commoner and forces Ridge to take her to the castle in Iskandia. She kills the dignitaries from a handful of countries and tries to kill the king so that she can rule Iscandia. The king buries both of them under the rubble to protect his country. Reltad gives Ridge his memories back. Theric kills the sorceress using sandral and Sadal heals the king. The kidnapping does not go exactly as planned, though they do get the emperor but also the Kofa princess who was to get married to an old shaman. Pimples thinks that he and the princess have a thing but she is promptly sent back to her country. Though the king does not forgive Ridge entirely, Saddle does. Oaths, which is the last book in the series, is where Ridge's mother Fern figures out that dragons and magic are real and that Saddle is a sorceress. Fern does not approve of Saddle or the wedding. Tolmek is kidnapped by a shaman. People are after the dragon blood which is stored in the castle. Tolmek is held in a submarine from which he escapes and Theric, Cass and Tolmek are fighting the shaman who had entered the castle looking for the dragon blood while Rich tries to convince his mother about Sadal. Bravasarut and Sadal heal Fern from her illness which is possible given that we are talking about a huge gold dragon and a sorceress trained in healing. In the meanwhile, all of dragon blood is destroyed by a mysterious group. Rich and Sadal are married. End of book. End of series. No seriously, this is the end. Well, did I like the series? Yes, very much. I've only stopped once in between to read another book, but quickly came back to the series to finish it. I loved reading about the dragons, landscapes, magical abilities, different kinds of characters, etc. The plot themselves weren't great, but they were good. What I did not like was the endings in most of the books. When there is a huge fight or a battle raging on for hours all of a sudden there is a miracle that happens a dragon swoops down to the rescue the evil sorceress runs away for no apparent reason etc that was a disappointment what was all the more disappointing was the eighth book the book would have fared better as a novella instead of a book ending the series seemingly random and disconnected events making up the plot no major fights except for fighting the shaman who enters the castle in search of dragon blood Fern is scared of magic, disapproves Ridge marrying Saddle, but after her illness is cured she accepts Drag Saddle, magic, etc. just like that. Too many unanswered questions. Cass and Tolmec, do they get married? Does Pimples get a chance to meet the Kofa princes? What happens to Tylee and Felistoth? The sixth book is the longest one in terms of volume. The last book could have been a little longer to explain some of these things better and answer these questions about favorite characters, the first one obviously is Jaxi, the sentient soul blade, who is a young, actually a teenager, not just powerful but aware of her powers, capable of multitasking, can talk to you telepathically even if you have no dragon blood, witty, speaks her mind freely no matter who you are, very expressive, be it glaring, snickering or even gagging in your mind if you say or do something weird. I mean, what's not to like? If there were a Jaxi fan club, I'd enroll myself. Second is Bravasarut. He is a powerful, fire-breathing, huge gold dragon and also a self-proclaimed god. If you hear a gagging sound in your mind, rest assured it was Jaxi. Bravasarut comes across as a down-to-earth, sweet, unassuming dragon capable of shape-shifting to ferrets, people, etc. Third is Tolmec aka Deathmaker, the outcast soldier turned pirate turned scientist. He is desperate to find out the truth behind the mass murders associated with him, wants to get his sister to safety, wants to use magic and science to make things which are not destructive in nature and looks forward to a normal life with Cass. The character which I did not like is Saddle. She is Miss Perfect, has no flaws, is always right, always does the right thing, which makes her predictable and that's no fun and boring. She could have learnt a thing or two from Jaxie. On the whole, the entire series is a great read. If you haven't read these series, you should definitely start reading them. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this, please give us a thumbs up and share the podcast. We welcome your valuable comments and feedback. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to Digital Amrit. We are making more episodes on other interesting books. Bye.